Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. MC here, and we're back with Leah as the co-host. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm wide awake because I decided to work out extra early. Um, I oh, thought yeah. it was going to be, yeah, I thought it was going to be one of those things where I would feel like I was taking on the world, like super, super energized, but not. I, I, I still hated it. I hate working out. <laughs> it, it wasn't better at like <laughs> 6 a.m. in the morning. If anything, it made me angrier. So, uh, but <laughs> it's over with now. I, I can move. I'm free. Me, my morning is just mostly stressing, trying on clothes, and uh, seeing a show about a pageant, so I don't know how that was too intertwined, but hey, it is what it is. Hey, it, hey it's, it still, it still kind of lines up. I mean, pageantry, they've got to be in great shape. You know, they care about their looks. That probably in, involves the gym, some connection, yada, yada. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> me trying to find that sorts and clothes don't fit because even though they're extra large, they still don't fit. But the large that supposedly doesn't fit actually does fit and actually fits the same as the extra large. So that's interesting, too. Yeah, nothing's nothing has been more more tragic, I think, for most people with clothes shopping than the idea that you can go to three different stores in the mall and their size, like if you want for a size eight all the size eights are cut differently and you you're just like okay it's just a pick or choose it's a hope to shot in the dark or having old clothes now just a little tight and now you have good memories of but you can't wear oh boy wonderful I wonderful can't even try on my pokemon short anymore that's sad yeah. but yeah the marvel short uh, i think the avengers fit just fine so <laughs> you know what whatever you can't get, you can't win with dress shirts at this point. But dress shirts like have a weird thing; they can actually fit you better than actual other shirts. Well, at least for those ones, you can kind of measure yourself out. So as long as you know your measurements when you go into the store, they'll have it also like on the little sticky strip that's on the side, the thinner one. So you can see like, oh, maybe the the length will be right or the collar will be right. But if it's a regular T-shirt, it's it's a hit or miss. True. Maybe I'll go with uh, I'll have some cosplay wizards who can save my Pokemon shirt to fit me or something. Who knows? I mean, there's there's people out there for everything. You just gotta try. You just have yeah. to see. Speaking of the clothing market, you know, let's just talk about the stock market and uh, how it relates to anime and manga. I am up for that. It is. It's something that I don't think is talked about enough. Uh, in the anime community, mainly because a lot of us are are creative, so we're not really thinking about immediately how to make a profit off of something that we enjoy. Or if you do, it's probably by creating something like our series on on um you know like selling at conventions and um yeah. earning money off like your merchandise and whatnot. But stock markets are completely different. Oh yeah. I don't know. I think the stock investing in anime and manga section is kind of interesting because not only can you do like a cryptocurrency type deal with it, else you have like NFTs, the non-tangible token, but you also have the actual companies to actually invest with their success. So there's all different things you can do with the market. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
I also think that for most people, when you think of investing, you're thinking of um, investing specifically for technologies or um, maybe for banking or with a certain company that you see doing well, anywhere from like the Tesla and Amazons to maybe some startups, especially with crypto. But you can actually invest in the companies that create the animations for your favorite animes. Um, and yep. follow them and add them to your portfolio like any other business. And so we're gonna we're gonna kind of run through um, the basics of of the stock market. So for those who don't haven't invested before, you at least know some of the terminology. Um, but we do want to keep let people know as a disclaimer: we're not financial advisors. So. Definitely do your research yeah. into whatever company you decide to invest in and just be aware that there's always going to be risks when you do something in the stock market. Uh, also, if you want to seek out financial advisors, then go ahead. We are just stating basic understanding of anime and manga's depiction in a niche field of the stock market. So we are not endorsing what you do if you want to actually do a stock market company legit have someone handle the books for you to look at the rise and high and lows in the stock of that company before you invest into it and see what their suggestions is and what you should do after hearing their suggestions absolutely um i think that's probably the best way for any person that has no experience with stocks to actually get a handle on the stock market in a way that's beneficial for them to uh, to know what they're doing. Uh I will I'll I'll half agree on that one. While it is good to look at trends for whatever company that you want to invest in and get a second opinion from someone with expertise, uh don't Forget that even if you do see a positive rise in a company or positive trends for them overall, remember uh, the biggest rule when it comes to the stock market is never invest more than you're willing to lose. So exactly. if the company's doing really well and you have some extra, like a couple of extra bucks on you that you're willing to put out there. If you wouldn't be comfortable with, you know, losing that money, if the company makes a bad investment or has a bad year for any reason, um, do not put that amount out there because once you uh, once you set it, it's <laughs> you don't you once you set it, it's not really like set it and forget it like some people like to do. You're gonna want to stay on top of your stuff and you're gonna get a little anxious uh, if yep. you start noticing that the price of the stock goes mm-hmm. down. But and another thing heard, uh, about the stock market: the more money you invest, then the more options you can have with that money. What I've heard is that $10,000 or more actually can yield uh, an income like as, as official income, not a side income. Because anything less than that, the high and rise is really hard to say that it would be significantly quit your job kind of thing. So Okay, okay, okay. Before, before we don't, give don't do people that. the don't idea do to drop, yeah, before we tell people to drop 10K, Let's go over some of the stock basics um, so they at least know what 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 words to look for yeah. or key things to look for when they um, are ready to actually jump into uh, buying and selling their own stocks with companies. 
and but yeah, the their major players who make a living off stocks invest a lot of money into the stocks. So do not expect it to be a full-time business unless you know what? Do not expect it to be a full-time business unless you're in a position to do so. And even then, advise yourself with people to guide you along. I'll just say that. Because not everyone can do it. It's a very specialized market. Yes. Um, and to start, even though it is a specialized market, they they absolutely have plenty of resources out there so you can learn the basics of the stock, mar- the stock market and how to operate in it. This isn't like the 1920s where basically you had all dudes in suit and ties who worked on Wall Street and they were really the only ones who knew how it worked or, you know, maybe you have a little booklet for penny stocks that you could call in and buy from. Um, now we have digitalized ways so you can very easily from your phone sync your bank account um, and buy stocks with any company while the market is open. Market is typically open, I believe it's what, eight to five or nine to five Eastern time. Um, but at when you hop in to decide whether or not you want to invest, big thing that you should look at is one, uh, stock prices and also the trends for that company when it comes to the cost of their stock and also like their their quarterly end when it comes to how much money they've made and also their mm-hmm. yearly um you know gross income gross net profits so that way you actually can tell for yourself whether or not the company is on a steady incline and these these are usually pretty easy to read um you can go to any of the stock channels on on the internet and like you can they'll show you charts they will show you a graph yeah. that will show you the highs and the lows of how much it costs. Um, and then they'll also show you the percentile of increase or decrease. And you can get daily updates on whether or not the price of that stock as a single purchase, a single purchase for one stock goes up or down. Yeah. And uh, so my experience with investing, I'm not, I'm very skeptical of the stock market. So I'm more likely to trust uh, a government bond or a security deposit that can get you money over time. So I trust that model more than the stock market. But that's just because of me. I've seen how the stock market, it just in a day can have a big loss, have a big gain. And then the next week, it's like back to average. So. It's yes. not my cup of tea. But for those who want to do it, um, typically, what is the best thing to do? Find the company that you want to invest in. Yep. Keep in mind that companies, do when you're looking up their, uh, their stock, nowadays you can basically just type in the company name, but most companies also have a company symbol um, or abbreviation mm. for their name um, a- attached to their stock that you're buying. And so you can go on on sites like uh, NASDAQ, which is which shows you the history. And like I said, that chart of how much um, a stock costs, how much how well a company is doing. You can look at that and determine, OK, maybe I want to go with this company. You'll look at how much a stock will cost singularly by itself. And when you purchase that one stock is equal to X amount of dollars. 
So if it's a company that might be newer um, and you want to hop on it because you've been seeing it gain some traction, um, it may be in the news or in the groups that you, you kind of circle in, then you can get the price when it's really low. And then the company does well during that first few years and your, your stock, you know, you get more money back in what's called dividends, which is as yep. the company does well, it distributes um, cash profits mm-hmm. back to its investors. So when you invest in a company by buying stocks at the end of the year, or at the end of any point in time, maybe at the end of a quarter, they you'll get you know money sent to you in your account, whether you have a online account through an app um, or you can decide if you want to do it through check. But I don't know many people who do it that way anymore. Oh, yeah. And also the thing with dividends, a uh, lot of times when you have a dividend, you classify as like a independent contractor slash sole proprietor because it's extra money coming from an additional company paying you for your dividend of the company. And usually that is you having alternative income that's not necessarily gaugeable by how much you spend. It's mostly based on the the success of the company. Yes. So when you do your taxes, there is a section that will, if you have investments um, that you have out there or you have a portfolio, uh, the government will tax you on different percentiles depending on how much you made. So like how it was mentioned earlier, if you're only investing maybe a couple of like if you, if you're investing probably anything under five to ten grand, you may get taxed anywhere between maybe ten percent at most if the government feels it so. But if you are investing ten thousand and you're making a gain, a significant gain, that percentage can definitely go up. It's the same way as uh, when it comes to yeah. your annual income. The government takes taxes out and they take out bigger taxes the more money you make uh, for the average man. So keep that in mind as well, that as you as you get this wonderful little chunk of money um, at the end of quarters or, you know, halfway through the year or at the end of the year, there's still going mm-hmm. to be taxes applied Um to that that cash profit that you got from your dividend and also with the gain even if you don't cash it out by the end of the year you still have to report it to that particular governmental body for tax reasons they see it as you gain the money even though you did not cash it in it's still a profit nonetheless so you have to report it on taxes yeah so um things to keep in mind And just to kind of keep things succinct, like we said, if you want to buy stock, know what the company trends are, but also keep in mind how much each stock is worth. So if you want to make a reasonable profit, you're probably going to buy more than maybe three or four, unless it's something Mm -hmm. like like Tesla or whatever, like the ones that are obscenely high. Um, Two, keep in mind that there are taxes on your stock profits. The only thing that will be a difference is that if you decide to sell your stock, which is um, now this is a different thing from dividends. So decide, let's say you decide you no longer want to keep your stocks for whatever reason. Maybe the company's losing money and now your stock is worth less than what you paid it for. And you feel like it's going to keep spiraling down and you want to get out without losing more money than necessary. You can sell your stocks while the market's open. Um, and if you have a net loss, 
So say you invest 500, the company does bad, the stock price goes down. And now instead of one stock being $5, it's 380. And, you know, that difference in price, when you sell, you can apply that to your taxes, um, showing that when you sold, you actually sold at a loss rather than at a gain. And uh, the government will allow that to be a tax write-off. But if you, like, say, when we had the AMC um, whole insane debacle about, like, what, two years ago, and there was, you know, an investor firm trying to basically mm-hmm. overtake <laughs> AMC stock and then sell it to get an insane amount of money. I think, it was, a- was it AMC or was it GameStop? I think it was both of them. Um, yep. But basically, Reddit oh. found out the common the common man found out and absolutely wrecked uh, this brokerage company. That and it's very common. You'll have failing companies that their stock is kind of worth nothing at a certain point, and then a large firm with a lot of money to spend will invest a lot in the company, push up the stock price, and then basically sell. Um, and they will, and that's them being able to manipulate the market. It's technically not supposed to be legal, but still something you could absolutely do. It's called a gray area. When I heard about the GameStop Reddit scandal, is that it's in a area in which in the market there is not necessarily legislation about it, but there has been similar yes. alternatives that have yielded results of, uh, I think, inside market dealing no insider trading insider trading so it has it can deal with laws of insider trading and manipulate you know the information up to a certain degree even well even though it's not the insider trading it's like the concept of insider trading it's a it's a it's a double compact insider trading it's a it's a scheme made by um a company who has the expendable funds, like we said, the more money you are able to put out, the bigger your return potentially is. So for them, if they're able to buy up a bunch of low stock for a company and boost up what their overall stock price is and also how they look on the market when they sell and when the company eventually plummets into bankruptcy because their stock is so bad, it's going to be worse than it was before. Um, that is a gray area because it's very hard to prove that the company did it with the intent, like a malicious intent for capital gain. But insider trading, trading is basically you have someone at the company the same way in Wolf of Wall Street. If anyone saw that beginning scene, like someone get the ring and it's like, hey, BT Dubs, uh, JP Morgan is about to take a huge plummet because of a giant scandal. Or there was a huge data leak. And then once you know that that's about to happen, you sell all your shares before they plummet, get your profits, and then the news comes out like the next day and tons of other people lose money, but you're good to go. So that is absolutely illegal. But what happened with AMC was a was real. It was it was shady and people just happened to notice for the first time in a hot minute. Um Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, wasn't it that GameStop wasn't responsible? The people actually buying the stock were the ones hyperventilating the stock and overvaluing it. Yeah, that's literally what it was. It was a. It wasn't GameStop. It was another company 
I believe in New York. It was, I think it was New York or Texas, but it was a company that they're literal. That's how they operate. There's a lot of, there's a lot of companies that literally have a ton of money that they have. Um, that is like easy for them to move and to buy stocks with. So they will manipulate the market and then sell, get a ton of money after the manipulation. And that company like crashes and burns and it leaves from existence. They just happened to do it with a company that nerds really cared about. <laughs> they just, they messed with video games and nerds were like, wait a minute. We may not like GameStop and their return policy or trade-in policy, but we will be dang yeah. if you are going to sit here and, and take them out in the same way. Well, yeah. yeah. They kind of screwed themselves over in the name of the coffin with using Reddit forms and investing forms on Reddit. That kind well, it, of... It wasn't a company the company that did yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a company that, that went on to Reddit to talk about it, but Reddit, uh, r slash stocks on, I'm sorry, r slash stonks on Reddit was the ones who kind of like blew it up there. Yeah. And then, yeah, but going, going back to the capital gains and the taxes for it, keep in mind, if you sell, um, while the company's at a high and you've made a profit from your investments, you're going to have to count that on your taxes. If you sell and it's a loss, you're going to have to also still count that on your taxes, but you can count it as a write-off. And they do a write-off yeah, of I mean, 3000 Yeah. You can't do a, a write-off of 50000 but you can do what they call the maximum write-off and take it off. There is like a, a cap on all write-offs on any taxes of any sort, and stocks is one of those areas. Mm-hmm. Now, now that we've kind of gone over a bit of the basics, um, I you think it's good to, yeah, I was like, I think it's good to start jumping into the anime um, stock industry as it stands and the market itself. So you guys kind of know where, where we're sitting at. Um, we've come Dang. a long way. <laughs> anime fans Leah, have come a long way. Leah uh-huh. took my son down this one. You were transitioning <laughs> before I did. I was actually about to do it. But hey. It all one, one out of every 50 transitions. I, I I slip in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what does the uh, anime stock market look like? Is it specific companies in the anime production, or is it also in the anime merchandising as well? Um, it's in both, but for, I would have to say merchandising is actually where you they are making their most money. Um, and I think yeah. anyone, yeah, anyone who's a creative, the same way we have the how to sell your merch and how to make money off your creations. Um, and like that's the same with a uh, bigger companies. They have a ton of merch uh, that they originally make that fans love to buy and have collectibles and all of that. So that is where a big chunk of the money comes in at. But I mean, like as it, as it stands, the anime community is actually, well, the anime market is actually doing pretty well in regards oh, to yeah. prospects and going forward. As as of right now, um, by the time it hits 2025, there's an expected um, overall growth rate for the market to hit a 7.88%, almost 8% in rise um, in, regards, in regards to overall profits for everybody who's got money in the game. Um, and that's, that's a high amount in... The end result is going to be somewhere around, I would say about 10, what is it, 
Uh, mm. 20, no, 10.8 billion. Yes. Okay. 10.8, 10.9. Um, sorry, not billion, million by uh, 2025. So essentially anyone who does decide to invest in a company and it's a company that has been doing really well in regards to their production, their animations and their merchandising is probably going to get um, a decent dividend or cash profit back from their investment. And, you know, with investment in merchandising, I think what we can say from that perspective is the highest grossing industry is what people like to buy merch with related to the property at hand and the potential of how much money that much can make you after the basically the longevity of the series. 20 years later, you're still probably making money, but not probably on sales of distribution, but mostly on sales of merchandise. But yeah, I really do appreciate the longevity of how merchandise give creators the alternative investment to make money. I mean, it, it allows you, and the thing is also that's great is, like we said, you don't have to be working for these companies to buy a stock if they are publicly traded. And that's what most um, stock companies that you're going to find when you look them up. Uh, you, you won't want to look just for the animation studio that you're looking for. You'll want to look by the overall company that they're owned by. And then look at the stock price for that because that's where they'll be listed. That's where you'll actually get your your full kickback um, rather than just yeah. trying to find a company by its name. Well, it's some of the major players in the anime market industry for stocks. Um, I mean, you have Funimation, there's Roku, you have uh, Sony, uh, which is really big because they own Funimation. Um, yeah. You also have Disney. If people did not know that, um, Disney and Hulu, you can invest in because they also run yeah. and gain profits from there as well. Yeah, people didn't know that. You can, you can, you can invest in companies that even streaming sites that have the animes on there, because as those streaming sites become more popular, uh, that means yeah. they're getting more revenue from usage, which usually also means that you are going to get more money, um, more bang for your buck over time if you invest, um, especially if you, like, say you invest now and the markets plan to increase by 8% in the next three years, you're yeah. going to, you're going to make a profit more often than not. Yeah, True. I would say, yeah, I would say definitely mm -hmm. Sony, so that way you can get, you know, dividends from both Funimation and Crunchyroll. Yeah, it actually has like different alternative forms of animation as well. They own animation studios and stuff like that. And then Disney, you have DreamWorks, you have Pixar. So you even have animation in, in all as in the play as well. And and typically, there's like what Toyo Animation Studios. Uh, yep. not, and again, first one, but one thing to be very clear on is that not every animation studio is publicly traded or it's open right now for you to buy stock. So if you do have a studio that you find that you like are absolutely in love with their work or they have already announced that they're going to be dropping some of your favorite mangas into actual uh, animes, 
if they're not publicly traded, you won't be able to invest in a company that way. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you might have to just get a job with the company if they offer like employee like dividend options uh, in their hiring package. Sometimes yeah. that's really the only way to actually get something from it. And also with uh, when it comes to anime investing, you know, sometimes the manga itself, limited issues and short prints can actually be an alternative investing option as well. The price of comics and price of manga and book sales, you know, limited edition and all that other stuff plays a role into alternative investment. But that's just a, a side piece for another day. Yeah. And I mean, I I also want people to be aware that while, say, for instance, the company that you want to invest in, they're not publicly traded and uh, maybe they haven't been bought by another corporation or something like that to be underneath that umbrella, the same way that Sony has Funimation and Crunchyroll. That's that's OK. And that's totally fine. There are other ways to uh, invest in the stock market, the stock market to get some type of uh, profit from the hobby that you love. You can also do, um, there are a list of animation companies, like companies that also are outsourced to do the work for some of these studios, uh, and you can invest in them. So if you want to check out like Autodesk or Direct, um, Directronics, NetApp, you can go to those two, those three. They have a decent grading in regards to their stock profits and also the company's like overall performance. And you can invest in those. And that's like a third part, like almost like a third party way of still getting some type of profit if the company you're looking for isn't available. Um, again, there are apps that you can do on your phone. You can you can use like Robinhood. You can even Cash App have made it very easy for you to invest in the stock market if you have money already um in your account. If you have a Cash App, they have the little what looks like a little uh chart, like a growing chart there at the bottom symbol. You tap on that and you can actually search for companies and you can look up right then and there what the price of that company's stock is and how much you want to go ahead and drop in. And again, as long as you are doing it within the open hours of the market, that like eight to five, nine to five at time, um, it's going to process that day. Now, if you are doing late at night, <laughs> um, big brain thoughts, and you're like, I can make a lot of money, and or you, you just got paid and you get really excited, uh, yeah. If you decide to pay, you like buy stocks during the nighttime after the market's closed, that will not register until the market opens back up and that yep. process has gone through. That's something that, uh, how we talked about for the AMC um, GameStop whole madness, mm-hmm. that was one thing that before, before, which was crazy, the government actually closed <laughs> the option to buy stocks for that company. For both companies, um, if there were people who either you would forget to sell because you're a regular everyday person, so you might be working or have school or something, um, when you notice like, oh, no, there's going to be a big drop. I can make my profits right now if I sell all my stocks um, the same way that the, the company who was trying to take them out would have done. If you miss it and then try to sell your stocks, you won't be able to sell. It won't process the sell until the next morning. 
And by then, the stock market price might change. It might be super low. So rather than you making, some people made hundreds of thousands, and then other people actually lost money because they decided to process whatever action outside of the operating hours. So keep it in mind. Whatever you decide to do, do it when you're actually able to see the actual change happen in real time, rather rather than you trying to go to sleep, wondering if you're like, Five hundred to two thousand dollar investment was a good idea. <laughs> nothing worse than that than laying there and being like, "Oh, maybe I made a mistake." And then there's nothing you can do about it because after you press that submit button, it has to be processed first, and then you can make your next decision. True. Uh, it's not like, uh, "Oh, I changed my mind," kind of thing. Once you sell the stock, you are pretty much given permission for the stockholder companies. To sell your portion back to the public shareholders and then for people more to buy it. So when you do that, there is no reverse button or replay option, as I call it, in GameStop's perspective, to do anything remotely trying to save your decision not to sell in that okay. in that area. Pacific situation. Yeah, so, it is absolutely it's something that when you sell stocks because when and how and when you sell it has a big factor. If you sold it at a time that you thought it was failing, but then the stock months later re-intergized and you could have sold for more money, you had opportunity costs and a choice that you made that could be seen as well, you didn't make the most optimized choice, but this is the choice you made. Or it could be you made a really bad decision and lose a lot of money, too. That's why I don't necessarily prefer stocks, since the money options that you can lose can just be drastically overnight if you didn't make the right decision. Mm-hmm. Some people put their own life savings to the stock market and then find that they're not getting what they want. Don't do that. That's more money that you can that you cannot lose. And no, stock market is not a, a feasible retirement option. It can help, but it's not a full retirement. So do not rely solely on the stock market for sole income in years later. Now, I will say that there's two differences when it comes to income, because that is important. You never want to put out more than you're willing to lose. And you also want to be like, be realistic with what your financial situation is. Some of us get really excited when payday comes. um, But when you do sit down and you budget and you look at how much are you spending every month and how much can you actually put away in your savings? Always do that first. Budget, take care of your bills, do your savings. And then that money that's left over is the money that you can use for whatever activity you want to spend it on. But yes. never look at your full paycheck as something that you can just drop into the stock market. Be aware that there are the two forms of income, active and passive. The stock market is meant to be a passive income for everyday working folks it's supposed to be or you know people with enough money that they can sit it in a relatively safe stock 
and safe is in quotations because it's the stock market. But yeah, I was, like, like if you, you make the same passive income for the stock market and you just completely took it away. Yeah, it's it, look, it's <laughs> it's something that a lot of people don't realize because it's very yeah. popular now to say, "Oh, I want I want a passive income. I want a passive income." And that's just like making money without ever having to think about it. Like I said before, yeah, set it and forget it. Most don't don't earn money. It's not a passive income. It's an active income. Active income is the direct work that you do to earn the money you want. Most passive income is uh, most passive income that's been successful is from the result of active income. So they Mm -hmm. they had some active income, saved it up, and then put it into a passive income model, and that passive income model could potentially be active income, but it has to be successful enough to do that. So yes. it's just like anyone can be a YouTuber. Well, yes, anyone can be a YouTuber, but like you're not necessarily guaranteed success as all these, all these other YouTubers are. Just like the podcast, 6% only go to be very successful. Yeah, but that goes with anything, you know. Um, again, the the very mo- the most dangerous thing about the stock market is that it is the professionals' version of gambling. The same way that people yeah. can go to Vegas or a, a casino in their local town or area and drop that same amount of money and lose it overnight, it's the exact same thing with the stock market. You can have either a really good, like lucky chance. You can have a very bad one, but just know that it, the odds aren't stacked in your favor more often than not. Of course, unless you are someone who has some type of insider knowledge of what's going to happen, um, you you are always risking yourself. So never risk your active income to make passive income, because if you lose out on both, then you have literally nothing to fall back on. And it, it happens much as often as you think. Uh, so, you know, love your shows, enjoy them, and look into the companies that are out there that are open to buy stock from. But look at the trends. Maybe find other ways in order to invest your money that may be safer. Some of the ones that were yeah. mentioned by Mason. Yeah, like if you want to do a bond or uh, maybe a, a savings account that accrues interest in it. Do something like that yeah. where you, yeah, you save up a big chunk of money, throw it in your savings account and you, you literally set it and forget it. There is no risk with the bank of them losing your money. They're not going to invest your money in something that you tell them not to. That might be better for most folks um, until you have a better understanding of the stock market. Cause we have been very yeah. brief. Oh yeah. And a, be- a, a really good savings account is compounding interest. It's a exponential function that just the more money put in, more money to get out. But exponential is also with compounding interest is actually day by day or month by month. It's usually either like a weekly or monthly cure, where most savings account is just straight up, I believe. A month, 
they accumulate of interest over time, so it's not really compounding. Those are the ones that can actually earn a lot of money, but most savings accounts are not compound interest. Um, and you always want to look into how which account will work best for what you're trying to do. But again, um, it's not it's not in your best interest to do any type of like strategy uh, for money making wise until you know your actual budget. Know how much you make in a month and in total in a year. Know how much you spend. Um, and then look at your spending habits because, you know, you might be able to save more money than you think if you look at what you're spending your money on. Um, because if you don't have a solid understanding of your own spending habits and your own, like, bank account, <laughs> you're probably not ready to jump into the stock market because you yeah. might end up losing out more than uh, you gain. And uh, exactly. then you're going to be watching anime. Sad. We don't want to associate any bad feelings to anime. <laughs> side of sad exactly. anime, but yeah um don't do that to yourself don't invest hoping that like your favorite animated shows and studios are going to bring you in money but you don't have a solid understanding of your own own income yeah um and then end up in a tight space that sucks and a good uh, a good alternative investment for small amount of money is a c a, a security deposit it accumulates over a certain amount of years, but it has it's founded on the compounded interest model, so it actually earns more money with it. Keep doing the same formula over and over to accumulate that interest for you. So that yeah. is probably what I would invest in because I can wait for the money to mature. While a stock market, uh, some people can't wait, so it's an instant formula for them to put money into absolutely and and all of these options they're open they're there for everyone there's so much more information on them um to be found and like shoot i i think that even if you want to go and pick up one of those like stock market for dummies books like that is totally okay or investing for dummies like do that if you really don't know because it does break it down for you in the simple terms so you know what's going on and then starts to build in complexity so you can make the best decision for whatever you want to do oh yeah because really it's at the end of the yeah. month it's the money that you guys have you know disposable income is suggested for stock markets if you have any disposable income that's usually a small amount not a large amount not everyone has a large amount of disposable income. Put it aside. Get acquainted with someone who can help you or form up a strategy to do with that disposable income. That way you make an educated uh, decision about what you're going to do with it. And if stock markets is a viable option for you to invest in, investing stocks and maybe support the anime and manga community while doing so, it can have a positive potential, I would say. You have to do research and form up a strategy to do it. It's not all the way in kind of thing to just hope for the best. That's kind of wishful thinking. So be be as articulate as possible when you plan it. 
So that way, when you do it, you have a, a what we call an action goal and a plan of action to accumulate what you want to do with the exposable income if you want to make a profit. Yeah. Um, and because this is a uh, focus more so on anime and Japanese um, culture and history and all that fun stuff, even though we do branch out, there are, I was able to look up while you while you were doing your point, there are some um, anime the visual novel stuff uh, regarding the stock market and stock exchange. Um, one is called C, like the letter C, like Cal, Billionaire Girl. I guess there's some stuff in, in Spice and Wolf. And then there's a visual novel called World in Economica. So if oh, you yeah. want to go check out any of those, like that, if, if that, if you need something to hype you up to be like, let's go invest, um, that those might be the ones for you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh. Yeah, I mean, like, and then if you decide that, oh, well, maybe, maybe not those. I mean, you, there's also a bunch of, uh, I put them under like smarty pants animes, but I don't know. Watch watch animes that have a lot of like foresight and long game thinking, so you can yourself kind of map out like, okay, I can't just be thinking about next month. What am I looking at for a year? So no, look at Death Note, look at um, Cold Geese, uh, Elfin Lied, or something like that. So- Saga of Tanya, like look at those ones where it's like, okay, these people are always planning ahead and thinking and scheming about what they can do to make their situation better, try and do the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Yeah. Be a little loose in the plan of rebellion and plan the ultimate investment goal for anime market market. Any any of these can lead to like ultimate success. So you guys, you you can do it. Just, Definitely just believe in it. The right person to do it. And uh a dream to make come to fruition one day. All right. That has been our our very, very uh, last overview of the stock market and how to invest in it as an anime fan. Um, oh, yeah. I hope you guys, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. This one was a bit different than our normal stuff. but I think I've yeah. enjoyed it like twice. And just idea generation. So hey, <laughs> I heard you say that. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for staying tuned to this particular episode of Investing Stocks Anime and Manga Edition. And we hope to see you more at podcasts near you: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart Music, and Amazon. No, iHeart Radio and Amazon Music. Join us on the mcanimepodcast.com to see more of our content and daily uploads of the podcast itself and be part of the Patreon community at MC, for the MC Anime community. You can come in, be supporting of the podcast, be on the podcast, be a guest, do contribute to cover art ideas, podcast topics, and so much more. And uh, thank you and uh, hope to see you guys soon. Bye, guys. Absolutely. See you guys.